Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. David, are you ready? I'm ready. People are ready. Let's go. (laughs) I like it. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. (laughs) This is George Grumbacher. David Gerber is a partner speaker and executive coach at Novus Global. Excited to have you on. David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so personal life. Uh, so I'm, I live in Oakland, California, and I've uh, been married for almost 10 years to an amazing uh, woman named Sarah, who's a, a filmmaker and does a number of other things as well. And why I do what I do, I would say, you know, I got a text the other day, and it was from a guy that I'd coached for just one session. So we had one session, and I he, he sent me a text afterwards saying that that one call – jump-started a ton of things in his world. He'd been kind of taken, taken, uh, kind of slacking off, if you will. And in that call, he said, hey, it, it jump-started a lot of things for me. Um, I, like my, he said, his wife has noticed massive differences in him, his energy, his commitment um, to, to taking actions to, to move his life forward. And so I'd say that's that's an example of, of why I do what I do, um, as well as um, probably <laughs> I could go for hours on it, but I love talking about why I do what I do. No, that's awesome. And so I, I assume that he is on your calendar to do lots more sessions if just the one <laughs> yeah. had such a profound impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- th- that typically is is what I'm going for, whether whether a person works with me or not. Uh, the first time I talk with them, my goal is that if it's the only time we talk, that it will change their life. Um, and so because for me, a- any conversation you're in on any given day can dramatically change the course of your trajectory. Um, and so that's that's what I swing for. Well, amen to that, brother. I think that 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 is is possible, and I don't think that 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 enough people look at it like that. What is your? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think you're right. I don't think I think people mostly. I think there's just too much of a percentage of the population that's somewhat resigned mm-hmm. to to this arbitrary limited capacity we put on ourselves in terms of what we can create with our lives, the impact we can have on others. And so people kind of generally sort of, sort of give up and that may be like a harsh way of putting it, but they're like, nah, you know, same crap, different day, whatever kind of mentality. And, um, they let themselves kind of slip into that. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I love, I love when I get to have conversations with people and, you know, developing the skill with, with coaching of, you know, usually being able to ask to me, the way I look at it is that the way I describe it is this, this idea of like fierce advocacy. Uh, and so for me, I'm not always trying to get somebody to be my friend, but I want them to know that I would fiercely advocate for them, um, if given permission to do so. So I don't, I don't, you know, come barreling in. Uh, but if, but if somebody, um, is interested in that, um, and I was even thinking about this as I was prepping for today, um, I've actually got a TEDx talk coming up, uh, March 27th, 2020. 
and uh, I'm doing a lot of thinking about this. And and for me, it's it, it was really helpful when I established that when I'm speaking, when I'm doing my TED talk, that for me, I'm speaking to people who want to increase their impact that their life is having. They want to increase their fulfillment, um, and they want to increase the like the peace with which they live. Like that's who I'm speaking to. And then in align with that is. I'm speaking to people who want to increase the rate of the velocity in which they grow. So like if, let's say on a scale from one to 10, if in 2019 you grew at a rate of seven out of 10 of what you think you're capable of, um, I wanna speak to people that are like, yeah, last year was like a seven out of 10, I think I could do an eight or a nine or a 10 out of 10 this year in terms of my rate of growth. Um, and I love speaking to to that. Um, and so that's, that's usually what I go for. Increasing the rate of growth, I love it. You know, that's that's something that I, I think is got to be a through line to, to most successful people is that they are curious and they are lifelong learners. Yeah. So when you're working with folks that are like that and you say, hey, you know what? You feel like you're at a seven or whatever. I think I think I can potentially get you to to a nine or a ten or whatever number that. Well, I, I was going to say whatever number you think is possible, but that's probably that's the, that, that could be limiting thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's, and that's what, what's fun about it is, is, is it's not about what the number that somebody would say, cause some, you know, I might ask that to Oprah <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and she might say last year was a four for her. She thinks she could have grown a lot more and I might say a seven or, you know, anybody that I ask. And so the point is not what number somebody selects for themselves. The point is when you think about it, is there, is there room for growth in how fast you're growing? And again, I don't, and I don't mean that towards like, oh, hundred hour weeks and like you neglect your family and you're just a workaholic. And you know, I'm not saying it that way. For me, it's, it's putting the, together the ideas of what it means to have an impact, uh, with your life, to have fulfillment, to have peace, like to have a great family life, to have a great friendships, you know, that kind of thing where it's very holistic in terms of what's a person's rate of growth towards that. And do they see that, Hey, this year, I think I could grow faster than I did last year. And so let's take a look at 2019 and go, hey, what 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 slowed me down? What things, how did I get in my own way? What, what did I do or not do that slowed me down? That if I change that in 2020, my rate of growth would go up and I'd reap all the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah. Being able to, to, to look backwards and sort of do a diagnostic and find the opportunities. Is there a certain, is, is, is there a certain area that you're finding is 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 created an impact like the way people talk to themselves their 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 perspective is there anything like that uh are you talking about in terms of like industry or are you talking about in terms of kind of mentality yeah no i, I think that that uh more more from a mentality standpoint said if, yeah. if people were to to make a change in this area i think that there's a possibility for a real exponential growth within them yeah, I would I would say, and this this kind of actually ties in nicely with with the TED talk that I'm developing. Is what I'm what I'm learning is if you, if you create this distinction, and between a person who I think the best word that I've currently come up with is is this idea of self worth of of worthiness. And sometimes I know when you say that word, people's eyes roll and they're like, oh, worthiness, self esteem, like cool, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and 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 so. When I speak with it, I usually have some boldness and grit and authority when I speak to it because I want to get past that eye roll because I don't think there's a person on the planet. And I've talked with a number of my clients who are 
you know, fairly successful people with 30 year track records of success in a certain industry. And then they want to, they want to see if they can grow. And so one of my clients the other day, who's a, he's an executive vice president and, and I brought up this conversation with him and, and, you know, he kind of looked at me and he's like, can we talk about this stuff in coaching? And I, and I said, I said, absolutely. This stuff matters because whether, you know, if you, if you, again, if you take the distinction between somebody who has a really healthy self-worth, like a get that, that I am, um, I, I'm worthy of a great life outside of my, what I produce. Because for anybody listening, it's, it's like, the question is, have you ever done something that, that was successful that you thought would make you feel better about yourself, but it didn't do that? So have you ever done something elite, ever done something really great, like maybe you had a huge promotion or a huge sale or a huge year or, you know, for me, um, I actually have a story about this I can tell you about with with doing the, doing my, I did an Ironman race in 2016 and in some ways I think, I, I don't know, like I, I never, up until this point in my life, I'd never seen myself as like capable of doing anything elite and then for some reason I ended up doing an Ironman, which I didn't just end up doing it, but, you know, built up to it and, and then being an Ironman, it was one of the hardest things for me was accepting that I had done something elite. Um, but beyond that, it was like doing that thing that was elite didn't actually like change anything self-worth for me. So it was it, my, my self-worth didn't change until I actually had a willful and intentional conversation or I guess I would ser a series of conversations that will continue throughout the rest of my life around my worth coming from who I am, not what I produce. And so when I'm talking with this, this EVP, um, what we're talking about is, is how much this influences how you craft your vision and goals for the year, whether you work out well or not, whether you keep healthy, your, your level of energy, the friendships you create, the work you create, your, your self-worth is, I would say, the, the foundation of so much of that. And if it's present, I think people have the chance to have a really high rate of growth. But again, it's, it's, it will be combined with the fulfillment. Because people can be really successful without self-worth, but typically they'll be successful, but they'll be missing this component of fulfillment, peace of mind, the joy, the happiness that I think people want even more than they want the success, but it requires a deeper kind of visceral, willful, intentional conversation with yourself, similar to, you know, I, I'll tell people, you know, if, if, let's say you had a kid who was eight years old and they're playing a sport or they're playing an instrument or whatever it is, how you would intentionally speak to them to encourage them. Right. You, you want to actually transfer. If I'm a father and I'm speaking to my eight year old son, I want to actually be able to transfer this this sense of confidence and self-worth to uh, my son, whether he, he he hits the home run or he strikes out, whether he nails the piano recital or whether he totally bombs it. I want to be able to. But but we don't often think about doing that with ourselves. And it's not a willful and intentional thing where I'm trying to transfer that. It's like, oh, I tried that positive self-talk stuff. That nah, didn't work kind of deal so much good stuff there and and I, I i definitely agree with all of it um i think that that's such a great a great uh a great way to the the, the story about you completing an iron man is such a great way to illustrate this because that's an extraordinary feat that you accomplished but it's just something that you did it's not something that you are and it very well could have been you know it could have been a quarterback who wins the super bowl for goodness sakes yep. But the yeah. next day, they're still feeling empty and, and 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 not fulfilled because they haven't done the work. 
to really discover their self-worth. Yep. Yeah. So, so how do you go about doing that? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great, <laughs> uh, it's really fun to think about that because to kind of dovetail the, the Ironman conversation, it was interesting because there was a couple of weeks after I completed the Ironman and, and, and again, quick, quick track record on me, I played high school baseball and when we would uh, when we'd warm up for 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 practice, we'd run this 1.2 mile loop around the the park, and and it was torturous. I remember, just, oh my gosh, we got to run this park. And then if we screwed up as a team, which we did often, we'd have to run the double. We'd have to run two, which is 2.4 miles. And I remember how torturous that was. And so even through my 30s, even in my early 30s, for me to go out and run two miles, I would do this thing in January. I'd go run two miles like once or twice. It would be miserable. Every step I took was just like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And and so to go from there to I eventually did a half marathon was kind of my gateway. I did a half marathon and my 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 brain kind of expanded and I did a full. Then I did a half Ironman, then I did a full Ironman. And then a couple weeks after I did a full Ironman, I was out to dinner with my wife at this really great little uh, Italian restaurant. And we're we're having some, some pasta and some wine or whatever. And I'm, I'm realizing I'm coming to grips with, I'm really struggling with the fact that I've done this. It, it, my brain can't seem to compute it. And it was funny because there was a friend of mine who was going to run an Ironman in Mallorca, Spain in about three weeks time from when this dinner was happening. And I, I had this, com- I was compelled. I'm like, Hey, I want to go, I want to go cheer this guy on. Like, and I could, like, I'm like, look at the flights. I'm like, I can get on this flight. I can go to Mallorca, Spain and I can watch my friend do his Ironman. I can cheer him on. And I, but I was like, I don't think I, I, and I said to her, I said, I don't think I, I deserve this. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm struggling with this. And she go and she looks at me and she says, well, I know why, which she's so perceptive. So she typically does. And she says to me, she goes, you haven't accepted that you're an Ironman yet. And, and, and I, I started getting emotional and I was like, why, why do I struggle with this so much? And, and what I realized was it, it is a, it's not a one and done thing to me. Self-worth is not a one and done conversation. It's not, um, I find that, you know, thing in my past that caused the low self-worth and boom, I fix it, da, 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 ta, whatever it is. It, it is a, it's a, it's like, I, I look at it as like, you know, eating healthy, right? You can't like eat healthy for all of January and just drink green juice the whole month. And then the rest of the year, just drink terribly and, and you'll be fine or right. sorry, whatever, you know, sure. eat terribly, <laughs> both. So, um, similar or, or getting in shape. You don't go to, you know, you don't just go work out 10 hours a day all of January and you're good for the year. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, intentional, willful pursuit of being in shape or being healthy by the habits that you do. And so for me with the self-worth thing, I, there's a thing I read almost every morning, which is 30 statements that are a willful, intentional document that I, it, it's like a, a letter to myself as if I was my best friend saying, you know, I believe in you. And you've got this and, and you're making an impact and I'm so proud of your effort. Like things you would say, you would imagine you say to your spouse or your kids if you really wanted to encourage them when they're going to step into a big moment. It's like, hey, no matter what happens today, I'm going to love you at the end of the day. I'm going to be really proud of you because you put in the effort. And so so that's what kind of spun out of that, that realization after Iron Man of like, man, I really wrestle with this. I did this elite thing. And even though I crossed that finish line, it is like there is no gray area. It's like I am an Iron Man now. And, and even it was funny because even it took it, it, even that from that moment, I still had to work on it because I remember um, I'd be at different things. And uh, a friend of mine who is so encouraging, he would introduce me and he'd say, oh, you know, he he's done an Ironman. And I'd be like, no, nah, like I just did one. It's not a big, you know, people were like, 
you did an like you know they like that's significant yeah. and and I would always downplay it and then I would go on to joke around about how I retired from you know being a triathlete after doing <laughs> one Ironman which hopefully doesn't sound hopefully is not insulting to true uh, to true Ironman or whatever I, I'm true Ironman but like people that do multiple of them that I you know I want to be respectful of them because it is a a very rigorous thing. Um, and then I, I don't remember, I don't know if there was a day that I just remember going, yeah, I'm an Ironman and I'm, I'm comfortable saying that I'm comfortable saying that I've done that. And, um, and what's fun is it opened my brain up to ask myself kind of like back before I did the, before I did the half marathon, I, I, I realistically did not think I could do it. And then when I, after that, my brain kind of opened, I went and did a full marathon and I didn't think I could do that. So when I, when I crossed the finish line, the full marathon, the first time is this trail marathon. Um, and I, like I started crying cause I, my brain didn't know, I was like, what did I just do? I never thought I'd ever do that in a million years. And so then I began to ask myself, I wonder where else in my life I've had this arbitrary concept of what I'm not capable of. And then I've never tried because I just assumed I'm not capable of it. Hmm. That could be starting a business. It could be launching a nonprofit. It could be, um, it could just be being the best dad on the planet, the best mom on the planet, the best spouse, the best parent, right? So it's not, it's not just like, oh, you can become a millionaire and drive nice cars and all this stuff. I'm, I'm talking about like th throughout a person's life, what if you could be elite as a, as a parent, elite as a spouse, elite as a friend, elite as a family member, um, and then you can be elite as a business owner or, uh, you know, a venture capitalist or a podcast host, whatever it is. But like, what if we approached everything and said, I want to figure out how to be elite from the moment I get up in the morning to the moment I go to bed. And that might even be elite in the, whatever people do to slow down as well. Rest, meditation, mindfulness, going for walks. Like, and I don't, and I don't want to transactionalize everything and make everything like, Oh, I want to be elite walker. It's like, I just want to go to walk. It's like, well, yeah, but I think. <laughs> I think being intentional about it, hey, I'm gonna go to a walk and I'm gonna I'm gonna unplug. I'm just gonna go for a walk. And I think there there is a, a level of that where if you do are intentional about it, you get more value from it. Um, at least in my experience. I, I I think that that everything you said is so spot on and it really resonates a lot with me. I know that uh, I've always been so self-assured in my ability to do things and to accomplish things. But for the longest time, I was not self-assured in, 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 in me and who I was and, and, and who I am. And yep. I started I started what I imagine is a very similar practice to what you described of having 30 statements, um, willful intentions that, 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 that you recite. And I think that I imagine that a lot of the people that you're working with and you're helping are already doing a lot of the things that it takes to be a successful dad, a successful business person, a successful mom, a, a great friend, whatever it is that they're interested in doing, it's just that they're potentially lacking that step of getting up every day and reading those statements. Yeah, I, t I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. And I think, and I guess I, I don't know, I, it does take effort, right? Like going to the gym. Um, and I think for whatever reason, I think it's been written off too much as just this positive self-talk, these mm -hmm. affirmations, vision boards. And I think it's been uh, written off because it sometimes feels cheesy. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when it comes to, again, you know, cheering my, my son or daughter on in a sport or uh, an instrument or a dance recital, like people wouldn't say, oh, that's so cheesy. 
It's like, no, I want to get out down on my knee and I want to look at my, my kid in the eye and say to him or her, I'm really proud of you. And I think people, if you think that's cheesy, uh, I would invite someone to like slow the heck down and say, is that really cheesy? Cause that's sure. the thing that, that's the thing that if you were, if, if I go back in time, that's the thing that I was, I was lucky enough to have a dad who did that and a mom who did that. And not everybody was, and, and again, it wasn't, my parents were perfect, but they were pretty dang amazing. And I, they told me they loved me a lot. And we, yeah, I think we have a deficit of, of that in our, in our society, unfortunately. And so, and then the more I do it, the what I find is I'm, I'm more, uh, I have more of this kind of, um, created and generated within me to then give to other people. And that kind of like the, the last point I was thinking about was like, uh, is that I think self-worth even the concept, even by definition, it's self-worth. I don't think it's a, an individual thing. I think it's a communal thing because when you're in a, a really good community of people and in relationships where I do, like I am responsible and I work really hard and I'm willful and intentional with my own self-worth and which then caused me to want to um, be a part of other people's journey towards self-creating their own self-worth as well. And then, and then we both get to help each other cultivate it. So I think it's this communal thing because I do want to be careful from being like radically individualistic or navel gazing. And I want to I want to get the communal uh, kind of uh, collective growth and beauty that comes from when I'm in a community. And I happen to be a, a part of an amazing uh, executive coaching firm called Novus Global. And one of the things I love so much is that that is a very intentional pursuit for for the I mean, I get to work with not only people that are my friends, but people that are willful and intentionally sewing that into me and vice versa. And it's, I can't tell you how, how, um, fulfilling and rewarding and joyful it is to, um, to be interacting with those people, kind of people on a regular basis. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, I, I agree. We are, like I say, at the end of the show, we are all in this together. So yeah. we, we yeah. need to be, we need to be working to, 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 to lift one another up and, and, and help each other flourish. So I love it. Yeah. Well, David, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> uh, I probably should have figured out how to boil this down to one thing. But I, I would say difference-making tip would be – let me say this. Uh, there's a book I read that that was so uh, con, uh, contributing, con, contributing, contributing to this for me. And, it, and people are going to laugh when they hear this. And so I'm just going to prep people. Um, it's a book. It's written by a guy named Nathaniel Brandon. And it's called How to Raise Your Self-Esteem. And, and people laugh. I tell them. I recommend it. I send it to people. And I actually had a, a mentor of mine recommend it to me for like three years. And I was like, <laughs> like self-esteem? I don't need that. And I was so skeptical and cynical. And so my, my difference-making tip would be read a book like that um, and get beyond the what seems like cheesy about it or whatever people eye roll about it and, and realize that you can talk to yourself um, and have a very – very healthy friendship with yourself the way you would want to with your kids, your spouse, your friends. Um, so that'd be my, that'd be my tip in a, a long winded way. <laughs> well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a, come on, come on. I tell you what, man, there's a reason that some of the most successful people in the world do that. Have, I am statements. It's, it, it's cause they work. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it is. If you, if you're committed to it, it works. Mm -hmm. If you think it's cheesy, it won't. And that's cause that's, you know, you're just giving lip service to it. It's like, it's like going to the gym and uh, thinking you're going to work out just by being there. Mm. 
and standing by the water cooler and getting juice at the juice bar and you're like, ah, I'm working out. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. You either put yourself on the hook. Uh, you know, one of my friends told the story he's like he had hired a personal trainer and when he, every time he'd show up, the personal trainer would say, uh, this is actually the CEO of our coaching firm, Jason. He, he, his trainer would say to him, do you want me to go easy on you or you want me to give you a heck of a workout? And obviously, like it's like you hire a personal trainer because you you want them to give you a heck of a workout. If I want an easy workout, I just go on my own and save my couple hundred bucks or whatever it will be for that session. And so, um, so yeah, so so it's like, do you want to do you want to put yourself on the hook? Do you want a heck of a workout mentally, or do you want to, you know, do you want an easy thing? And if you really engage it, it's a really powerful um, practice. Amen. Excellent. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage yeah. Nation learn more about you? So I've got a website. Uh, it's davidagerber.com. So make sure people uh, make sure you put the A in between David, uh, davidagerber.com. Um, the coaching firm website is novus.global. And, and then I, I mostly show up. I'll show up on Facebook and LinkedIn at times, but I probably say I'm, I'm most frequent on Instagram. I'm not a huge social media uh, person. So my website and blog probably the best way to, to get in touch with me. Um, and you can email me at david at novus.global. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to davidagerber.com, go to novus.global, and I will also list the social media and the notes of the show. Thank you again, David. All right. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>